Hello everybody, this is the Gaming News Power Hour, and today we'll be discussing tons of gaming news, including Ubisoft and Gearbox's CEOs, Unscripted, Anno1800, and our main topic, who we want to be in Borderlands 3, and what we expect from the game. Thank you for tuning in. Let's introduce ourselves. My name is Spencer. Dylan. My name is Lee the Stormy Boy. Oh, God. That's not right. right I'm, I'm Hannah. Okay. Whatever. We know. Hannah the Stormy Girl. Okay. All right. The last guy that spoke with his name was Dylan. All right. Or Anna, as he likes to be called. Uh, it's Hannah and Anna today. Um, and uh, we're going to start the podcast with what we always start the podcast with. The icebreaker of, hey all, what you playing? So, uh, who wants to go first? Lee? Or Hannah? Or Dylan? Or Anna? <laughs> I've been playing Smite with our dear friend Cody. Oh yeah, Cody. Anti-friend of the show. He hates us. Yeah, he's definitely an anti-hero. But, um... Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Smite. I've always liked MOBAs, and um, it's a little bit different, but I do like it. Um, did you ever play League of Legends or um, Heroes of yeah, the Storm? Yeah, I was actually updating that um, earlier. I used to play that a lot. <laughs> That's a pretty good ad for Smite, actually. Something to play while you're updating League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the best press that they've had in years. Yeah, good job. I like it. Um, of course, Smite, made in Georgia, based out of Atlanta. Uh, they have their championship games in Atlanta. Uh, it's like the Tyler Perry of MOBAs. Going yeah, on but... right now. <laughs> yeah, if you if you go to MomoCon in Atlanta, you'll see a bunch of Smite, and you'll see a bunch of Brawl Out, because those two games were made in Georgia. Um, also at Dragon Con, the first time I ever heard about Smite, was they had this big campaign where they had this portion of the parade and they had these photo ops setups everywhere and people dressed up as, as gods and stuff and me and Kimberly took pictures in the weird area and she was like, I feel dirty because this game sucks compared to League. So... <laughs> uh, that's a very that's a very on-brand thing for Kimberly to think and say. Yeah, so... Um, what else have you been playing? Anything else? or That's pretty much been it. Yeah, MOBAs usually take over your lives. Like, yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. Uh, Hannah, anything you've been playing lately? Uh, once again, I have been playing my clicker game from heaven, uh, which is Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. Nice. <laughs> the clicker. Uh, it seems to be the best game I can play nowadays since I have to write so much um, because I can play it while I write. Uh, but I'm actually playing heavily modded Skyrim Special Edition once again. So it, uh, for some reason, drew me back in. Like father, like son. Because it's in your damn jeans. <laughs> it, it is. I can't escape it. There's nothing I can do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, to clarify, you're writing because uh, you're a dungeon master. You write D&D stories. And, I am and... crazy enough to have two sessions a week. Yeah, you are insane, man. Uh, and work a full-time job. But, I mean, DNA, D is like one of the hottest things, period, right now. I mean, uh, the uh, Critical Role Kickstarter ended with like $10.5 million. And they only asked for 700000 so that was cool. Uh, maybe I'm going to ask for like fifty grand and see what happens. <laughs> Just yeah, ask for $50 and they'll be like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, that's actually not a bad, uh, like... 
thing if you think about it if you asked for 70 bucks and someone gave you like a thousand dollars you'd be really happy hell yeah um there i'd was be a, happy if someone gave me 70 bucks if i asked for it actually a sad transition since we're talking about like gofundmes and stuff like that uh ricochet his uh is a professional wrestler for the wwe and his mom's house burnt down and he started to GoFundMe, and it was literally just the starting it was just zero dollars like that's all he asked for and so of course it looks Super impressive because it's like seven thousand dollars with a goal of zero dollars. So you could pull a stunt like that to start tweeting <laughs> uh, it out. Let's break the record for best percentage in a on a Kickstarter campaign. Well, then you have Apple donating a billion dollars to Notre Dame because I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that they are destitute without it. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's um, let's not feed and clothe the poor, or whatever. Let's uh rebuild an old building it well okay so there's this uh spider-man panel that i love joking about where he was fighting this dinosaur guy who was turning people into dinosaurs and himself looked like a pterodactyl yeah and he goes you can write genetic code on the fly with that you could cure cancer and he goes but i don't want to cure cancer i want to turn people into dinosaurs (laughs) yeah it's almost like that people are like wow billion dollars you can feed the homeless they're like yeah i don't want to do that though oh okay (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's insane. <laughs> uh, no offense to anyone who's Catholic, and Notre Dame matters more to you than poor people. Um, well, they they get the Catholic Church got a small loan of a million God favor points, so I'm pretty sure they can do what they need to do. And also, it was indeed I think like a contractor thing. So I would imagine the French government would make them pay out the nose uh yeah. and find every organization that they can i mean i can't to be fair like there's long time standings been around there's a lot of structures that have been around a lot longer than notre dame that have been rebuilt and it's fine and no one ever thinks of it as a different building like even architects and historians still just recognize those buildings as the building they don't fight over the semantics of, you know, having to repair a structure to keep it going. So, it's okay. And It'll get rebuilt. What started the fire? For those of you wondering how this relates to gaming, so we can stay on this rabbit trail, it's because Ubisoft is currently giving away Assassin's Creed Unity uh, because of the Notre Dame Cathedral. Alright, yeah. cool. Now we can get back to it. Apparently it was an electrical fire. <laughs> oh, okay. Oof, oof, man. Who would have thought a, a 800-year-old building would have faulty wiring? um so uh, i've been playing too much Uh, i finished uh, between our last podcast because we're so good at keeping up with it and this podcast i finished mass effect andromeda which fixed everything i did not like about mass effect 3 no i'm not someone who doesn't like the ending let the ending be whatever they want it's not my art it's the people that create its art i'm just a fan fans don't own the art i'm not one of those people but Mass Effect 3's last mission was the same style mission, take two people with you, as it was throughout the game. Mass Effect 2, of course, has that huge, awesome mission where you put everyone in their place and you know they, they, they take their own quest line through the mission. It's great. Mass Effect Andromeda has a great ending, and they fix so many bugs. The, the universe is great. They've simplified the races. Uh, everything about it is so good. I love it. Um... I've been playing Octopath Traveler while I get on the treadmill because it's easy, it's turn-based. Take off the Joy-Cons, boom, you're good. So I'll be playing that forever because I only play it for and about an hour at a time. Good. 
Yeah, and the music's good. The gameplay's crazy awesome. Uh, a lot of grinding, which works, because I need it to keep me motivated to stay on the treadmill for an hour a day. Um, I played the Anno 1800 beta because I needed another genre to get into. I just wanted to try it because I pre-bought it for Kimberly, and I was like, I'll try the beta since she's off at a work thing and she can't play it, and I'll just send pictures over and over and annoy her with it. And... Um, <laughs> The game was so good. I played it until they wouldn't let me play anymore. They cut me off like I'm some drunk at a bar. And uh, it was incredible. It'll be playing on the YouTube version of this podcast. Um, been playing Watch Dogs 1. I'm actually almost done with it. It's incredible. It's great. I never played it before because it had such bad rap in the beginning. Josh played it, and he said, there, I don't see problems with it. And I just didn't believe him. So uh, Mass Effect Andromeda and Watch Dogs 1 both had weird... Um, negativity around them and I've played them both and I've been wowed by both of them and uh, there's some indie games I've played but I don't really br- I don't want to be negative in the beginning I don't want to bring them up but Video Kid I've been playing Video Kid it's great so now it's time for everyone's favorite way to get the news within 99 seconds it's the gaming news rundown so who wants to do it this week who hates their life this week. Dylan or Spencer, if neither of you want to do it, I will do it. I have a speech impediment, so... Oh my god, you know you don't. I'll do it, though. I haven't done it in a while. I'll try it. Reggie's officially retired and also officially on Twitter. Go check out pics if you want to cry. Smash Brothers released DLC in the form of Joker from Persona yesterday and crashed the eShop servers. Also, Persona's most recent three releases were the top-selling games on Amazon for this week. That's the Smash Brothers Power Man, voice actress Janine whatever from Horizon Zero Dawn's DLC spoiled the sequel while promoting Star Wars stuff at their convention. Blizzard's director of story won't let fans' negativity affect their story. Unnecessary statement is unnecessary. Mike Nichols of Microsoft, Xbox specifically, says the Google Stadia won't have the content to be successful. Pot, meat kettle. Ubisoft has given away Assassin's Creed Unity on PC. Uh, trying to make us download another another launcher. Great. Uh, Patrice Delisette of Ubisoft is dead set on finishing his Assassin's Creed game set in 1600s Amsterdam. Um, Ubisoft CEO defends games as service saying it's better to evolve a great game rather than cash grab release it every year like Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, EA, etc. Uh, a Division 2 Easter egg teases Assassin's Creed heading to Viking times, which would be hard to do since the Viking era was mostly pre-100 AD and Altair's story was 200 years after that. Uh, Randy Pitchfork was asked about Steam review bombing and he said that just enforces reasons not to go back to Steam, possibly ever. Gearbox's magical CEO also called, up, called out Troy Baker on his and says they did offer Nolan North's assistant the role in Borderlands 3. Poor Reese. Um, Epic Games hired Respawn and Infinity War co-founder Jason West. He is apparently in the game dev side of things. And I'm out of time. Yeah. So I missed... Uh... What I I didn't get to yeah, eight you missed things. like half of it. Yeah. I, I got through... There's 21. I got to 13. I got to 13. <laughs> and... 21 doesn't even count, so... 21 doesn't count, yeah. Yeah, all right. Anyway, so there's 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 news things I didn't get to, and I guess we won't bring them up because we got to stick to our rules. Yep. We do, we do. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm feeling out the room right now. I'm just trying to make no, sure. No, you got to stick to the rules. God, really? I wish I was faster. <laughs> I have a speech impediment. Hour, not the gaming news <laughs> day. Here we go! 
and our first subject, um, let me just preface it with, has everyone seen the Fallen Order, the Jedi, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order trailer? Yes. I live under a rock and I haven't. Well, it's okay. Um, it's fine. It's fine that you haven't seen it. Uh, the topic is not really surrounding Star Wars itself. It's more the backlash. Um, so the topic right now is uh, Star Wars Fallen Jedi Order was revealed and lar- it has a large um, emphasis on not having online multiplayer or microtransactions. And is this discussion still trigger worthy? Because I, there was a lot of people on Twitter that were like, you've got to buy this game. You've got to prove that single-player games can play. You've got to make sure that we all like, band together. stupidest thing. Like, the, like we got to prove single-player games sell like like all the ones that do? Yeah. Like, yeah. like the games that they bundle consoles with? Um, yeah. Like, so, what are you talking about? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. So, um, like, just last year, Spider-Man and God of War single-player-only games with no even online connectivity to other people, uh, those games wind up fighting each other for Game of the Year. Nier Automata is, like, the biggest cult smash for a game in years. It's a single-player game. Did you say game. something about Persona 5 being on the top of the Amazon charts right now, too? Yeah. Persona 5 transcended Sony PlayStation exclusivity and put Joker in Smash Brothers because he's that popular. It's a single-player damn game. The Resident Evil 2 remake. I mean, yep. like, seriously. Yeah, yeah, like, the Resident Evil 2 remake. Uh, there's many, many more. Um, let's not forget that everyone's pumped about Cyberpunk, even though they haven't seen anything. Um like, well, we it, know that the the little CD project read, read that little indie studio that made The Witcher Three, that game that like a couple people played. Yeah, yeah, there's a few people that played that game. I just don't <laughs> understand exactly. Um, and we'll we'll talk about the Jedi Fallen Order so, before we get. I'm not this, defending but... EA. Let, let me let me go ahead and get that out of the way. I'm not defending EA. Oh no, and they're no, like no one oh, would ever. It's a single yeah, player game, and there's no loot boxes. Well, good, you dumbass fucks. You should have done that anyway. <laughs> I'm not um, going to reward you for something you should make anyway. I mean, it's a businessman. If they didn't think it would sell, they wouldn't be making it. They're not making it out of the goodness of their heart. Yeah, and it's a Star Wars game. It's going to sell well. Oh, I don't know. E- even EA has proved they can mess that up. Well, Battlefront 1 and 2 both hit over 15 million copies sold. Most single-player games don't reach that. Most don't yeah. reach that. A large, some of your best games of all time don't reach that. The Witcher didn't reach that. Witcher three, um, like they Star Wars sells regardless. Like people just buy it because it's Star Wars. That's what I'm saying. But imagine had they released it without the controversy and in the state that it is right now. Oh yeah, totally. Probably done even better. I would have bought it then, but you know, yeah, nope, same here. Not. Um, so basically, we're all kind of in agreement that. I mean, it's not a big deal to... Like, even EA, when they were showing off this game, they emphasized the no multiplayer, no microtransactions. I I don't get the point of that being a selling point. I will hold my judgment until I see how many editions of the game there will be. Yeah. Because they don't have to sell microtransactions for there to be a cash grab at the beginning because you can sell the... Uh, you could buy the standard copy and probably be able to play it two weeks later. Or you could probably buy the Padawan edition or the Jedi Knight edition or the Jedi Master edition, which comes with a cheap plastic statue and a couple skins and stuff like that. 
Not to give them ideas, but I guarantee you they've already thought about it. So, Dylan, um, EA is your favorite company. You've been quite open about that. <laughs> Easily. Easily. Yeah, easily your favorite company ever, ever in any kind of medium. Um, how do you feel about, like, do you trust this game to be a good quality with a long enough story to keep you interested if it doesn't have any way for them to make extra money? I mean, I like, I can go and play Skyrim or um, Fallout 4 or, well, I mean, I guess I can't count that now. Because it does have microtransactions. So does Skyrim now, actually. Not, so, if what am you, I talking uh, about? not if you put the mod in there that turns that little store off and that little notification. Which, of course, I do. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But <laughs> <laughs> And I the mean, games in their original state didn't have that either. Well, no, but you can, like, it's still... If the game's good, it's good, you know? And if, um... I just view it as like EA saying something to. No, I mean this. Is, I feel like this is probably what they wanted. It was people to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Damn it, we were tricked. <laughs> How dare we talk about gaming news on our gaming news podcast? I know we should have at least kept. We were the fools all along. So the Jedi Fallen Order stuff, it's really neat. It had some controversy around the trailer itself, um, which is. Odd. Because it was all cinematic and no gameplay. Actually, no. Uh, the the weird, I guess you'd say controversy is actually over um, the main character. A lot of people were mad that it was a generic white dude because whoever watched these trailers have never seen a TV show and they don't know the greatness of Cameron Monahan. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name because I've never actually heard anyone introduce him because he doesn't get a lot of credit. But he plays uh, on um, Gotham, and I guess you can't say he technically plays the Joker um, because they won't let them use the name. But he's also in Shameless, um, and he was in Amityville, the most recent movie, I believe, the 20. 18, 2017 movie, but uh, yeah, he was in Shameless and he's on Gotham and like he's an incredible actor. He does everything excellent. He's super talented. Um, oh my god, he's a he's done so many cool things on Gotham. Uh, if you haven't watched that, he is the definitive Joker. Not saying he's the best Joker, but he's literally played every version of the Joker and then some. So if you like Jack Nicholson, he's played that. He's played Mark Hamill's Joker. He's played Heath Ledger's Joker. He's played all kind of versions of the Joker from the comics. And I get it. This is not him playing the Joker, but he just has so much range. He's such a good actor, and he's on the rise. And they basically captured him before he breaks it big to star in a video game. And normally big stars don't come back to video games, especially because Rockstar gave up on them. Um, yeah, true. But I don't, I don't get the controversy with that. So um, I, I feel bad for him because I, I'm, I'm sure he's a great actor, like you said. I don't have a problem with him. I just know that in today's climate, it does seem kind of like, okay, cool, another game with another white male protagonist. I get it. I, I'm not saying that's my perspective on it. I'm saying I, I get why some people are that way. Because we did have The Force Unleashed and The Force Unleashed 2, who both also had the white male protagonist thing in a Star Wars game. And 
I mean, why not a why not a Twilight? Why not one of the other Star Wars races? Why not do something cool and exotic? Why go a like a standard looking white guy in a Star Wars game with a universe full of possibilities? Or why not have it to where you could custom design your character? So I don't know something. It's just kind of like it does feel kind of like they were EA did everything they could to market it to gamers because we all know they don't like politics in games anymore. And by politics, we mean non-white males. Um, <laughs> so, so the, the customized character, I don't like those because anytime we get creative characters, you get bad cinematics and this game looks like it's one big cinematic, like Metal Gear Solid four. If I um, want to play a movie, the last of us two comes out later this year. It does. It does. Hopefully it's, it won't be better than the first one, so it's just, yeah. Um, but uh, so the thing with, if I just want to play statistics, like straight white male is the number one moviegoer for Star Wars. Like that's the way it is. So maybe they wanted to play it safe. Um, so there will be a little bit of backlash, but it's kind of a loud minority. It's not like people that are gonna sink the ship as far as sales go. Um, while they didn't choose one of the other races, uh, then you, then I, I guess they really, I think if they had a squad based game, then it would have been great because they could have had a representation of everything. So you can represent all the different races, both human and otherwise species, I guess you'd say. Um, but with this one, it, the story looks like it'll be cool, but I'm just saying EA those fucking cowards. They had a chance to make a game about Flo Kloon, and they blew it. So, well, once I'm, again, they're just showing they don't care. Is, I'm just... <laughs> is he just... Sorry. What? what? what is he saying? just a voice actor? No, no, no. He's is a he regular just a voice actor? actor? No, no, they... they... the mocap thing. Well, no. Yeah. I'm, yeah, he's, I'm he's saying in the game, actor. or is he doing, like... Okay, so... I'm thinking, would it be more difficult to model, have have the character be a different race? They're doing the motion capture, like. Oh, yeah, because, you know, EA couldn't afford, like, makeup or, you know, any kind of, like, costume. Well, I mean, they're not putting microtransactions. Well, I mean, yeah, they're not. Oh, yeah, because I know EA's really hard up. Yeah, yeah. But makeup wouldn't have a difference with the motion capture because uh, they they uh, they put they like to have a word with you. They they do the dots like it really wouldn't make a big difference. Um, uh, yeah. Also, Andy Circus isn't in a interactive medium. Yeah. He's a he's really and nice playing see, a monkey. Yeah, you could have thrown that thrown that uh, money around and got Andy Circus in a Star Wars game. I I mean I'd have been really excited about it then. I I wasn't sure how that worked. I didn't know if it was like. An issue, or no? They um, yeah. they they put the balls all over the suit. They put these dots and these trackers all over your face, and they build they build a big green screen set like George Lucas used to do for the the prequels, and they kind of act out every scene with the stunts and and um, the war scenes and, and everything. They they kind of act out a whole lot of it, uh, and that became probably the biggest use of that was with Last of Us One, and then it's just become pretty standard to just. <laughs> have to have a backlot studio to make video games now. 
Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being a male, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being straight, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being white. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. I'm not saying at all, and I want people to know that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. What I am saying, though, is if you've seen any of the controversies since The Force like Awaken has come out and stuff like that, there has been a rather vocal minority of Star Wars fans that applaud this kind of stuff because they would believe EA is dog-whistling to them about their superiority on those facts. Dang. And I, as crazy as it sounds, I know that's what they think, considering I have seen BB-8 called the little white cuckball. I know what these people think, okay? <laughs> Jesus. And I have seen, seen Ray's staff from the force awakening called her black cock trainer staff so i know for a fact there are these deluded morons out there who are applauding only because there's a white male protagonist in this game and i feel like ea ea could have done something by that by just being like he's an alien man man okay so Getting away from the controversy that everyone's gonna forget by the time the game comes out. Um, oh yeah, no one will care. Yeah, no one will they'll care. They'll be they'll be mad about the different editions of the game, the Padawan, uh, Jedi Knight, and Jedi Master. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like editions. Yeah, that'll have an even shittier thing than the uh, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite Infinity Stone <laughs> Easter eggs. Oh my god, it'll so be bad. even worse. It'll be a quote unquote lightsaber uh, for like a hundred dollars. But it'll be even worse than those cosmetic ones that like fold out of the hilt that they sell at like you know Walmart. It'll be equivalent to one of those, um, you know, the ice cream bars that you can get from the ice cream uh, truck that's supposed to look like a certain character, and you get it. Yeah. And oh my uh, god. Yeah, it'll be the equivalent of that lightsaber form of that. But, so oh, is like, this Yoda? No, it's Princess Leia. That's her hair. It's, oh. Yeah, it's just like a mozzarella stick, and the bottom part's been molded, so it kind of resembles a lightsaber. I kind of wish in the Star Wars game, instead of being the one without a helmet, you were playing from the perspective of the Inquisitor, and it was almost like a like a Samus thing from like the original Metroids, where you're just playing this person in this suit, and then at the end they pulled off and it's a woman the whole time, and nobody knew. I'm glad you brought up the Inquisitors, because this game uh, plays a lot on uh, Order 66 and what comes after. Uh, the, the Darth Vader... Um, Okay, so because Force Unleashed is not canon at all, 0% canon, and doesn't matter, doesn't exist anymore, uh, Star Wars um, The Fallen Order, it will be canon, because it's Disney made, until they decide to retcon it. So as far as right now, it will be canon, it will be after Revenge of the Sith, and Darth Vader basically like contracts out, like... Uh, you know, he's he's just a supervisor, and he gets other people to do his work. And the Inquisitors are who's supposed to be hunting down the last of the Jedi. I'm just, I'm just picturing Vader with a big mug that says "Galaxy's Best Boss." Yeah, it's like the um the like Chad Vader series on the YouTube. Helmet. Yeah, like... <laughs> that's a throwback. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to need you to track down the Jedi. <laughs> but it's the weekend. Uh... <laughs> So yeah, it's pretty neat because they bring in stuff from uh, Star Wars Rebels, and um, I believe they had some references to them in Clone Wars, but I'm not sure. But I know in Rebels they have these uh, in Inquisitors uh, that are various Sith 
wielding um, enemies. They're not Sith Lords. They still, as far they're as we know... They're dark side users. Yeah, they're dark force users. Exactly, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. As far as we know, they're still using the rule of two when it comes to Sith Lords. So it's going to be neat. It would be really cool if the twist is that one of them is actually their, your, your main character's wife, and she fell to the dark side, and that's why she's emphatic on hunting you down. I'm available, EA, if you guys need somebody to write something. Yeah, go ahead and hire Lee. He already has I two have, writing jobs. He can, he I can have dump a whole, those. like, scene written where, like, you know, like, he force chokes her and she just screams harder, daddy, and then, like, you know, <laughs> him. It's, it's great. And you lost yeah, the job instantly. <laughs> well, when they hear about that Padawan Jedi Knight and Jedi Master Edition, I'm back in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to see the Inquisitors, Second Sister, Purge Troopers. I'm looking forward to seeing all of this. I can't wait to play this game. I just hope, um, me and Dylan were talking earlier, I just hope the game's not like nine hours. I feel like the game's oh, going to be like yeah. less than ten hours. And and they're going to be like, don't you wish there was multiplayer? Don't you wish there was microtransactions to keep you going? I'm like, oh man, they're going to condition us and make us hate it being just single player. Because, uh, I don't know if I trust EA with a game that's just a single-player campaign, especially with all the cinematics we saw. It feels like this is going to be linear, not open-world, not exploration-based, but a linear story um, like an Uncharted game. But Uncharted games at least push 20 hours, and they have a multiplayer tacked onto it. God, if it's as long as Uncharted 2, I don't know if I could stand Star Wars that long. I love Uncharted 2. I just didn't like Uncharted Uh. 3. So topic two is our main topic and my favorite topic because we get, since it's a three-person show and Josh is not here, we get to force the decision upon him. And the topic is, who are we going to be in Borderlands 3 and just all the news that's been surrounding this game. But I want to start off with who we, well, actually, you know what? I'll hold it for last. Let's start off with some of the news and stuff, like returning characters, new features that have been unveiled via Twitter because apparently... Randy Pitchford is like Donald Trump. Um, oh God! <laughs> I mean, I just mean like the the Twitter using stuff, not really like everything um, else. Um, not so, sitting up at six a.m. watching Fox and Friends and his jammies in the Oval Office. Oh, that's adorable! An adorable thought. I just imagine with a big bowl of cereal, but <laughs> he poured the milk in first because he's Donald Trump, so of course he did. And he's just sitting there, just eating it, like with these little footy pajamas. What kind of cereal is it? Uh, he would definitely eat something like raisin bran crunch. Yeah. What? No, he wouldn't. There's, there's not enough that sugar in that. No, it's gotta yeah. be a kid cereal. No, I eat. No, I eat raisin bran no, crunch. No, no, Take no, that no. back. See, you change has, it. He has to eat raisin bran crunch because it's quote unquote health food, so that he can eat the fast food later. Uh, sounds like Bill Clinton. Okay. Um, so No, the, I didn't say he ate interns. I said oh, he ate Razor Brain Crunch. I was harking back to the Phil Hartman skits of <laughs> SNL old, but it's okay. The people listening to this don't remember that. It's fine. Um, so, returning characters. Hey, kid, remember when we had an overweight president that liked fast food? <laughs> but he jogged McDonald's, so it evened out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like the episode of Aqua Teen when uh, Meatwad uh, power walks to the stack of gummy bears and back, and that's his weight loss plan. <laughs> okay. I'm power walking to that stack of gummy bears. Like, okay. Yeah. 
Ah, returning characters, real quick. Yeah, there's no rest for the wicked. Sorry. Oh, God. I um, <laughs> so, uh, cool. We have uh, from Borderlands 1 returning Lilith, um, which is neat. Uh, it looks like Lilith, Brick, Mordecai, they'll be in this in this uh, game, which is, you know, neat. Uh, I like them keep coming back. I like the family growing. It's really neat. Um, of course, we have Maya from Borderlands 2. She's coming back. She's like... Heck yeah. She's like an evolved version of herself, though. She looks different now. Um, yeah, which she is... was definitely my favorite in 2. Yeah. Um, Reese It's from... understandable why most of the characters from the pre-sequel wouldn't make it back, and it's not because the game was bad, but it's because you killed them all in 2. There's a clip of Reese in the trailer. Uh, he's from Tales yeah. from the Borderlands. Which um, is amazing if yeah. you haven't played it. It's a small indie studio that that uh, made that game. You should definitely support them. They should. Uh, you don't want just don't want a studio like that going under. Oh my god. Okay, that was a little. <sighs> yeah. Ruthless. Yeah, that's a little. What? It's it's not like they oversaturated the market and made a stagnant product. Yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> uh, oh God. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I didn't well, even play Tales from the Borderlands sorry. because I was just tired of their games. I'm sorry to everybody who lost their job that wasn't upper management, all lower people and developers <laughs> and stuff. I hope you found great jobs, not at EA. Uh, and oh. all the upper management, I hope you choke on your well, you pigs. Well, on that happy note, <laughs> uh, in the scene that had Reese in there, I got to see Zero, who is my. The only character I ever used in Borderlands 2 in like three playthroughs, I was always Zero. I love Zero. That's, that's true. Whenever we played him, it wasn't who are you going to pick. It was which helmet with Zero are you going to pick. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. And if I could cosplay anything, uh, I would you know, start purging myself to throw up and, uh, and, and then grow taller somehow, and I'd be Zero. Are you going to cut a finger off for that dedication or just squeeze them all into one glove? I'll squeeze them all into one glove. I'm not, I'm not that crazy. Freaking myself throw up. Yeah. Um, and then everyone's favorite side quest giver, Sir Hammerlock, was in the trailer, and that's neat. Um, and it does. Oh, there's, there's definitely no Claptrap, though, so. Oh, yeah, what? totally. We won't have Claptrap in Borderlands. No. We no, don't need him. No. <laughs> He'll be in there. He'll be in there. Uh, that that scene where it had Sir Hammerlock also had from the pre sequel Lady Hammerlock. So you know, she was in the pre sequel. She she made it to this game. She survived uh, the purge. Well, um, Athena is the only good character from the pre sequel um, because she's from one too. Though you forget about Claptrap. Well, I wouldn't count him as a pre sequel character because he obviously made it woven throughout all the other ones. But he was my favorite to play as. Oh man. Okay. Anyway, um, I did like playing as Jack Jack Stoppelganger actually. Yeah. Pre sequel. But was Athena team. was the best. Athena, hands down. Um, Marcus Kincaid is also back, and uh, I can't do a Russian accent, so I won't try to replicate any of his quotes. Do you want to hear another story, my friend? <laughs> Great. Perfect. Uh, I was just, I was kind of baiting you into doing that. Not gonna lie. Yeah, it's okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, so that's funny that he's gonna be in there. And then most people's favorite character, period, from Borderlands Two is Tiny Tina, and she'll be back, and she'll still be voiced by Ashley Birch. Good plan. Great plan. Yeah. I'm hey, Ash, what you playing? That I totally ripped off their her YouTube series with my icebreaker. Uh, so yeah. yeah. Um, 
I'm happy to see her back. I love it. Uh, the trailer showed her um, more adult, more grown up. And can't uh, wait for her to be a DLC character. I'll buy. Mm. I'll buy. Yeah. I don't care. They know yep. how to suck money out of me. Borderlands does. <laughs> like they create a really yeah. fun oh, world. Yeah. I absolutely would play it too. Yeah. Um, but those are the returning characters that were shown in the trailer. Uh, let me go over some of the features that were revealed on Twitter by Randy Pitchford because he's an idiot. Um, I mean, he's <laughs> magical. He's not an idiot. He's magical. Uh, <laughs> so the slag effect will be replaced. No longer exists. Uh, slag effect, if you don't remember, it was uh, you'd shoot your enemy, then you'd swap to another gun, and the other guns would do more damage. Hmm. That, that's I never what it... had that problem because I always used my uh, pearlescent uh, Malawan SMG that shot both slag and electrical. Well, you know what? You're always better at the game than me, so I won't even fight you on it. <laughs> um, but anyway. I, I always thought slag was an interesting mechanic, especially if you got someone with like a slag sniper to stay back and they would like paint targets for you. Oh, yeah, so good. You could like murder them. Like that yeah. was always pretty cool, but it took a little bit of coordination. It was a little bit. Is a little bit slow if you had to swap back and forth yourself, but it could be done. Which um, it's being replaced by similar what they described as a nuclear radiation like element effect. So we'll see if it keeps oh, kind of the same mechanic. As long as cryo doesn't come back from pre sequel, that was a dumb mechanic to have. I mean, I won't hate on more mechanics being in the game, but like if they have to well, start it's, cutting it's stuff, it's just that if they um. When they create an element like that, they also create enemies that use that element, and then they also have to create resistances and buffs to that element. It just uh, it takes more that's resources true. because they have that's... to base stuff around it. Yeah, so that's, that's why I thought the slag, fire, corrosion, electric was just kind of the way to go in the older in the in two and stuff. Dylan, will you miss the slag effect? I'm sort of indifferent to it. I mean, I do. Like the idea of being able to nuke my opponents. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, and plus, I don't think a lot of players. Um, I would say, let's the casuals uh, really worried that much about slag because it doesn't really feature until you get into like the second, third, or fourth play like playthroughs where you're up into like true vault hunter and ultra vault hunter, and the stuff just has astronomical amounts of health that you know are, are like just hard to overcome. Yeah. Um, so they also I confirmed, was, what was that? I was that casual. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, man, I have, uh, I have three, four, four characters that I got all the way up to Op 8. I, wow. I, I did it with every, uh, character. Well, I'm um, expecting all of us to play it, so maybe we'll oh, get yeah. to that. Definitely. My, Definitely. my favorite is still my Maya. I actually had this fun build where you don't use a shield. Uh, you use a, a special shield from Jacobs called the Rough Rider that has no uh, no shield at all. So it's constantly shield down and stuff, but it gives you extra health. But Maya has an ability that makes her run faster when her shields are down, and there are things you can use to buff it. So the strategy becomes you make a character that moves so fast that nothing can hit you. Uh, <laughs> and it completely changes the way the game works. And you can absolutely run faster than bullets and stuff. Jesus. Why not? It's yeah. so fun. So uh, we said we were it all going to play It makes you annoying it. to play with, though. It's, it's <laughs> definitely not based. No. Um, so we said we were all going to play it. Well, they did confirm local co-op. So anyone that wants to play in the same household, like 
boyfriend and girlfriend if they you know share something or or boyfriend and boyfriend or boyfriend boyfriend or girlfriend and girlfriend or dog and cat don't care um uh, boyfriend they, girlfriend and girlfriend if you're in a throuple that's that's accepted by them too okay uh the local co-op is 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 a feature that i like being in games because it gives people the option i don't use local co-op often but there are certain games where i'd rather play local co-op and there's several games that i do that with but unfortunately a lot of them are tied to nintendo only games because they were have for long or fighting games imagine smash with no local co-op imagine what that would look like you can't i wouldn't play it i wouldn't play it as much at all um the story mode only lasts for like 30 hours and then what do i do for the rest of the 250 hours um but anyway, that I love it when there's more options for people to play. So that's great for those of you that will use it. I probably won't use it, but uh, that's because me and my friends, my girlfriend, we all have, uh, we all have PCs. So we'll be playing. And we that live way. in different places. And we live in different places. Uh, and there will only be now. This is something Randy Pitchford said that I don't understand completely. Maybe Lee can help me. Um, maybe anybody can help me like break this down. There will only be one offhand melee weapon. What? What does that mean? That's kind of weird because to me that was something that a first-person game, like something that gives you personality is something that like Overwatch does really well, which is where you have basically a character's personality and story is somewhat told through the way they do stuff. So you have a character who's zany and crazy and stuff. Maybe they're fidgety with their weapons and maybe they use something weird as a melee weapon. In Borderlands, it was always like, you know, like Mordecai in the first one would use his sword. And then, like, Lilith would use her siren powers. And then Brick would just punch him in the face. And so everybody's always had their own offhand melee weapon. The thing about having one is weird because is it just going to be like a knife? Is it just going to be like a punch? Or are they going to, like, hit people with those stock? Or I don't really know how that's going to work. But I personally think that's stupid and that's kind of a step back. And I, I don't really understand that one. And I'm hoping that he just threw out some random piece of trash that's not true. To try to get her eyes out of people. Oh. Also, um, Randy Pitchford on Twitter uh, also said the map will be bigger than past games, which is that's what I would assume. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty standard. That's like saying the graphics will be better. Yeah, but uh, also he said the the end game will be larger than Borderlands Two, um, which I believe that is just natural too. Jeez, I mean. That's, I, there's a lot of content you can do in a Borderlands game if you want to. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Um, he also said it'll be playable offline. Which I didn't know that was in question, but I'm glad that he said it because I'm sure people would be speculating and getting other people worried because, um, you know, sometimes your internet goes down. Like when you have huge thunderstorms like we're having right now and the internet goes down and then it's like, well, I can't play this game or this game because it can't connect online. Okay, well, you know, playable uh, offline. Randy- Randy Pitchford also said that Sony uh, sucks dick. Well, yes. he kind of said that in a roundabout way. Yeah, because uh, crossplay can't be confirmed because Sony doesn't like to deal with anybody else. And this entire generation of them preventing basically crossplay is why I may never buy a Sony console ever again. Well, I I just don't get it. What what's Sony's problem? I don't know. Someone don't tell me. I uh. I'm I'm glad that I um because they're they're complete a holes uh for doing this I'm glad that I borrowed a PS4 and borrowed the five games on the system that I wanted to play and played them within two weeks 
Um, it's about a yeah. two-week challenge. See, my uh, whole thing with that is if they say the PS5, they did the crossplay, like, that's that's a pretty good win right there because it could just be something like, hey, the, the best experience is on the PS5. Check it out when you're playing with your friends. Look how much better you are than them. So, yeah, that'd know. be that'd be great. I don't know if they'll ever do it, um, because they have the capabilities. Because Fortnite can do it on PlayStation, and that was about it. So, fantastic. Kinda that's weird. unfortunate. Yeah, that's unfortunate because third-party games should be able to be played with anybody online because it's, uh, you know, that's how you keep the games alive is a, is an online base, and if you can pull together the the amount of players when the game gets older. From PC, PS4, Xbox, and Switch all together, that's great. That's just oh, that's yeah. the natural evolution of third-party games is their online play. And since everything wants to go games to service, you can't do that and sustain for every game unless you pull together the player base. Maybe they're afraid because they don't use the keyboard and mouse interface that well or something. I don't know. Maybe they're just afraid that people will be like, oh, wow, I'm complete dog shit with these two analog sticks in their weird position. Well, oddly enough, like Xbox and Switch and PC already do a lot of cross-play with their games, like a ton of cross-play games. So Sony's the only one oh, out. I'm just trying to get in Sony's head. I don't understand it. I don't, I'm not I don't, saying that's a yeah. reason. I'm just saying, like, it's, I don't know, something stupid, probably. Um, but he also said weapons will have Randy Pitchford, back on that. He said weapons will have more color and skin variety than Borderlands 2 had. I'm going to applaud that simply because a lot of the guns, uh, there were a lot of different ones with prefixes and stuff, but you yeah. could look at a gun and tell what it was just based on like the colors and stuff. Yeah. I'd rather have something that's a little bit different. Now, some of them were cool. like As far as the skin thing, the Moxie weapons were obviously a lot of fun because you yeah. know there was good, good touch and bad touch. Um, so <laughs> stuff like that was always fun. <laughs> And I, I personally enjoy the aesthetics of some stuff. Like, Malawan weapons are just, like, hands down, they're the best. Um, yeah. But I also really like Hyperion. But Hyperion's high-end weapons were all, like, bright gold with black and red, and they just looked gaudy and stupid. But they were I mean, cool. more skins and more colors are always better. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, um, one last thing... Well, actually, on the skin thing, I love skins. I love the um, uh, the golden loot chests with the um, the keys that he would give out like crazy all the time. Uh, that was always fun because it was like, oh, cool, they're free keys, and you just put them in, and you may get something you already have, but you may get something really cool. So I liked that a lot. Um, and I like that they scaled with your level. Uh, but anyway, the last news that he gave out on Twitter. Uh, like in the pre-sequel, Vault Hunters will have dialogue with people in the world around them. I don't know what that means, because I felt like they always kind of had dialogue, but maybe it's more in-depth um, now? Well, no, like, because in 1 and 2, if you, like, press E on somebody, they would say something every now and then, every now and then your character would say stuff. In pre-sequel, one thing that they did get right is your character would just kind of randomly comment on stuff like around them oh yeah okay okay so i think that's always fun and that adds a lot of stuff to it yeah okay yeah. um and, and earlier i mentioned that randy um pitchford uh he talked about the steam review bombings um and how that may keep him away from dealing with steam forever that's that whole thing's about stupid too um which i mean 
to be fair, if they sell well on Epic Games, I don't see the point in putting themselves on Steam if they don't have to. However, I do feel like you're going to miss a certain amount of the audience by not putting your game on Steam. I already see that for a lot of people. I see a lot of people that pre-order on Steam because they know once the game comes out, it'll be on Epic Game Store and stuff like that. So I actually pre-ordered an 01800 for Kimberly on Steam because she would prefer to play it on Steam because of the friends list, because she has... Three other NO games on there. NO, however you pronounce it, whatever. Um, and she would just like to have the library together. And I understand that. Um, I understand the reason to want your games on Steam if you've got them all on Steam. But, uh, yeah, anyway, let me read the quote Randy said about the Steam review bombings. The actual quote. Ironically, that is the that this misuse is possible and that Steam has no interest in correcting the misuse makes me kind of happy about 2K's decision and makes me want to reconsider Gearbox Publishing's current posture on the platform. So that is the exact quote. So I wasn't like just putting words in his mouth. He actually said he may never go back to Steam because of the review bombing. Well, I, I can't blame him. We've had our own discussions about the uh, quote-unquote indie store on steam and a couple other things like that so yeah that's just how it is um but finally we're at that point where we're going to choose who we're going to play as let me run down the characters before we name who we're going to be there's mose the gunner um she her main ability is from her mech the iron bear it instantly constructs around her when she, when it's summoned, and she's more mobile than previous gunner types, uh, and you often had to cater to their strategies around stationary turrets, not like her. She's different. Um, another interesting feature of the Iron Bear is that other teammates can hop onto it and use a turret that's mounted on its head, which is hilarious and awesome, and I love it so much. Uh, it adds what looks to be an emphasis on co-op to Moses' playstyle. Although she seems well capable of defending herself, it just seems she's much more dangerous and effective when she's playing with multiple players. Uh, next is Amara the Siren. Um, and of course, we always have to have a siren in a Borderlands game. They're integral to them. Um, and uh, she's the newest siren. She's introduced in... She hasn't been referenced ever before. She's new to Borderlands 3. Um, it's unclear her backstory, anything that we know from the trailer. We just know she's there. Um, unlike Lilith and Maya, though, she's more melee-focused. Um, and that's made apparent by her ability to summon uh, ethereal arms to punch baddies. You know, when she kind of turned into that Indian god-looking thing. Uh, and her muscular physique and destructive offensive power makes her a solid fit as the brawler of the group, which is neat because it's kind of like adding together a Ma uh, Maya and Zero, if I, you know, am thinking properly. At least how I played Zero most of the time, which was melee-based. Um, there's Flak, or FL4K. He's a hunter class. Um, he has the ability to command pet beasts, which are awesome. Uh, and I love it, and he can have a few different pets, including the Skag, Spider Ant, and some other creature that has a gun attached to it. So like, or no, he's like holding a gun. Looks like a Looney Tune character. I don't know, um, but uh, it's 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 we don't we don't know how many pets he's gonna have, but he at least has three, and that's that's great. That's enough for me, and. Um, it looks like he's going to be using close to mid-range weaponry and grenades, which is cool with me because I can't aim, so I just need to run up to people and shoot them. Um, and then there's Zane the Operative. Uh, and if and he, they, they compare him to Zero, we'll see. Um, I don't know. I can't read his face and 
Like he can't make emotes on his face, so I don't know if I trust that. Um, but anyway, uh, he has a dec. <laughs> they showed him with a decoy device, which I guess Zero uses, and and you know I guess that's the link between them. But uh, it, he has his own um, gadgets and an attack drone and different things that uh, will help him be well the operative. He's kind of like the super spy of uh, of the group. But that's the rundown of the four characters and uh, people. Make your picks. Uh, I'm going Amara. I'm going Siren, as I always do. And, uh, yeah, I will select the Dami Mommy. Uh, I am going Moe's, because why wouldn't I want a mech? Well, of course, it's called the Iron Bear, so you would want it, you fucking Tommy. <laughs> you, you spotted me. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was good. He called him out. I'm choosing the Beastmaster, because he's got pets, and that's awesome, and I love and it. you're a fucking furry. Anyway, what? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a furry. Um, no, but he's got pets. Like, that's great. <laughs> you guys heard it here first. So, uh, and he's you know short range shotgun weapons. Okay, cool. I'll just run up to people and my pets will attack them and I'll shoot them and I'll be great. And uh, Joshua is not here on this podcast tonight, so he is going to be whether he likes it or not. Zane the operative, which makes sense because Zane comes off as like some Israel spy, so fits Josh Whoa. down to a T. Looks like he's cheap too. Like he he won't like. He just looks Whoa. like he just looks like, looks like he just borrowed all of the uh, all the gadgets off of Zero. And he's like, I'll give these back after this game. And Josh doesn't like spending money, so there we go. Even though he's ditching our podcast to go shopping, calling him out right now because he does listen to the podcasts that he's not on. He ditched us to go shopping. What a yeah! In the middle of a storm. In the middle of a storm. Um. Anyway. <laughs> uh. That is, that's it for our two main topics. I just saw what uh, what Hannah posted into the Discord, and I'm, I'm. Hey, we got the thumbnail for the podcast now. Yeah, this is going to be on the YouTube version of the podcast. I'm going to put this on there. Um, uh, for the whole time that we talk about Borderlands, this is going to be the image that pops up, and I'm sick. And that's the end of us talking about this. I don't want it anymore. He perverted Borderlands. He ruined it. And now it's time for some of your favorite moments of the show. Uh, I hate it, but we have to do it. We have to purge the feelings. We have to go into the negative zone. You, we don't hate it. This is a, you know, it's really cathartic. I'm trying to be more positive, so I try to just, you know, this, look at the good in everything. So I'm trying to make a change. I'll let you guys rant. I've got one little rant, and I'll throw it out there go, real quick. You go ahead and get yours out of the way. Okay. And this is only because it's, it's a rant against bad people. Okay? So it's not a rant against something that just annoys me. It's against literal, like, just real bad people. Just bad people. Um, uh, people using slurs in video games. Like, still to this day. Uh, Bethesda just got done banning a bunch of homophobes from Fallout 76 because there was a video uploaded of them running around and, and calling them, calling the player um, all kind of uh, slurs, homosexual slurs. slurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it it's awful. I'm not going to repeat them. And um, you can seek out the video if you want to get angry, but it's just going to make you angry. Uh, I've also watched a video on Overwatch's Reddit uh, subreddit page of someone playing and they. Uh, the players, I guess, deducted or found out that the player was black, and so they kept shouting the N-word at them. 
Even though they were on the same team, I guess that was fun. But for those them. are just heated gaming moments. No, there's no excuse. There's, there's no excuse for this. And then Ubisoft, uh, there's one of their scene artists because you you have a lot of scene artists just trying to like just like a set um, a um, set designer on a movie or a play how they're just trying to make the set look like it's lived in. Uh, you have the same thing for game. Uh, basically game settings. Uh, you have people that go around and they put little things here and there to make it look like it's alive. There's someone that's paid to put all that trash on the ground and fall out. Like, someone gets paid to do that and that's their life and, you know, uh, they have to go home and, you know, that's their meaning and purpose in life and so apparently one of the rogue Ubisoft scene artists from The Division 2, um, they wrote in graffiti FA6607 on one of the walls, and uh, if you've ever heard of the very nerdy and too nerdy for me to ever acknowledge, Leet speak. Uh, F-A, and just, if you want a homophobic slur, just you can put in the other letter um, that 6607 stands for. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, it's like, what? why? Why do that? I don't, like, I don't get it. And I, and I, literally, why do it? I. It's funny. <laughs> it's been... Yeah, sure. I'm sure he thought so. Um, yeah, homophobia is fucking hilarious. It's, it's super great. funny. I really wish that people and, would get lifetime that and racism bands. are the uh, the top the top two forms of humor that all the people who are happy the new Star Wars protagonist is a white male. It's really it's really <laughs> a sign. It's really a sign of just really well developed comedy. You know, oh, if yeah. you watch if you watch Dave Chappelle, he talks about gay people and he like he's just. You know, he throws around these homophobic homophobic slurs all the time. Not actually, though. <laughs> um, it's like, yeah, there's. Oh man, yeah, it's it's annoying. Um, it. I believe that they should be able to ban them per IP address and per username and email and everything else that they can possibly ban them from and wipe off all of their progress. I believe they should really take it to players that do this. But I feel like companies don't actively seek this stuff out because they don't want to have to ban people because they don't want to have to turn off a player base that may spend money um, because have, there's too much of this work. going on. I have a friend at work and she doesn't really play video games. She doesn't have a console or anything like that. Like She likes you know reading in movies and you know, just other normal stuff. Uh, and she was at her boyfriend's house and he was playing an online game. And he is black, and one of his teammates or opponent or whatever deduced uh, this fact, and she said that she was just so shocked at the messages that he was receiving. Yeah. And he's sitting there reading them, and he's laughing, and she's like, how are you laughing at this? It's terrible. He's like, oh, yeah, it's terrible, but it's funny. He's like, this dude is so mad that he's saying stuff that if any employer knew he had ever said this, he would never have a job. Like he's like literally this mad about a game, and she was telling me that like she didn't know that it was that commonplace that you know people experience like just terrible stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's usually my message to parents who are just buying their kid whatever game. And little Timmy's like eight and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you should probably uh, you should probably monitor what little Timmy gets there and uh, never buy him a headset. Oh yeah, never. 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 Me, never. Nope. Me and uh, Cody were playing Smite the other day, and he's actually, Cody's actually really good at Smite, and he just 
totally stomped this one dude and he was super salty about it and messaged him and called him Cody calls it the gamer word, which is the N word. Oh, yeah. yeah, the gamer, the gamer word, the heated, heated gaming moment word. Yeah, like it's so common. It's stupid too. It's like I don't know, like, and th- those kind of people too. I always like look it up whenever I get one of those to see if they have a Twitch channel or something. Um, just because I, I I go looking for it to hope it's on there so that like. I'm pretty sure that breaks Twitch's like terms of service if you like do that on camera, right? Yeah, or something like totally, that. So totally. yeah, like come on, piece of crap. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's my rant, and and you guys made very good points on it and added to it, and I think everyone uh, throws uh, homophobic and racial slurs into the negative zone anyway. So Lee. Yep. Uh, uh, Hannah or Dylan, um, anything you guys have for the negative zone? Uh, I'll I'll go if you don't mind, Dylan. Go ahead. So I just I just have a subtle one, and it's a negative zone thing, but it also cracks me up. Uh, so this person tweeted out, and they were just so absolved, like they were just so angry and just upset and everything about it. But they tweeted out like two pictures of Katana, one from the new Mortal Kombat 11 and one from Mortal Kombat 10. And it says, Mortal Kombat 11 Katana trailer confirmed. She has smaller boobs, no sexy bare legs. And then it even includes hashtag not my Katana in it. And <laughs> someone tweeted with it today on top of the image, my heart is completely shattered. Words can't even describe my emotions. This is the worst, all caps, day in my life. I'm crying whilst I type. My hands are shaking, and I feel like I'm dying. This is the hardest moment in my life. It will take me time to move on. God, give me strength. Okay, uh, this dude, trolling, <laughs> trolling. Oh, yeah, but the fact is, that's a really funny representation, but I've seen actual accurate versions of that. People, the, the best one I saw was, I may have bought the game, if they had a range of breast sizes, but I'm not going to spend my money if they're all A cups. Okay, why wouldn't you just play the character? Why wouldn't you just play the character because it's a good character? No, 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 no. You see, why fighter girl no sexy? That is the real question. And that is a good I question. I mean, I can I can understand. There's so few fighting games that have sexy females in them. That if Mortal Kombat doesn't do it, there's not a single other one. There's no other game with fighting that has females who are scantily clad. There's not a single one. You could not name one if you tried. Hmm. Let me think. <laughs> right. What? Um, I can't think of it. Well, mean... also, it's very telling because it tells uh, that people, uh, the type of people who would comment and get mad about this stuff, find uh, females uh, intrinsic value only based upon their beauty and also their standards apparently only include like burgeoning bosoms and (laughs) things like that like I don't think they ever thought that maybe some people out there are into Katana's new aesthetic like me I think she looks way better than she ever has and she plays amazing from the gameplay trailers I've seen yeah, I only care about you know how well she was represented in the game because uh, fighting games not really about looks; it's about balance. 
I almost want to like I want us to start like a fake hashtag because we're mad that like Johnny Cage's boner isn't showing through his pants or something. So hashtag Johnny Cage boner. Yeah, hashtag. I'll, not I'll put that Johnny on the page. Yeah, I'll put that on. Where's his bulge? I want. Yeah. I want to see Johnny Cage's bulge. Oh, is it going to be jo- Johnny Cage bulge or Johnny Cage boner? Uh, let's do Cage boner. Cage boner. <laughs> yeah. Cage boner. Okay. boner. This game Caged is now um, it's now renamed hashtag yep. Cage Boulder. Uh, Nether realm, you cowards, give us the dick. Yeah. <laughs> so he just needs a dick attack. Uh, I could see spending money on the game if there were various dick sizes, but I just I can't play it if they're all just under six inches, you know? Sir, you want dick sizes. Do I have the game for you? It's called Conan Exiles. And this is a game where you can pl- start off the game nude, but you can make your dick as long and flappy around as possible. Yeah, I want the uh, Saints Row mechanic of the sex appeal thing where it just you get this ridiculous bulge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so stupid and I'm like Mortal Kombat 11 has so much going for it and the, the yes. people who are trolling are amazing but the people who are legitimately upset about that like they're probably the same people who use the, the gamer word and think that a leak speak version of a homophobic slur is hilarious well if they want you know sexy katana there are plenty of real women that they have no shot with, just like a video game character, uh, <laughs> that will dress up like Katana. Like there's, and they'll be way more skin and clad than than uh, Ed Boon could ever even think of. You know, um, it's funny. I have heard tell that there are in fact websites where they wear even less than Katana. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Um. Actually, <laughs> let me let me direct you all to a website called www.pornhub.com. Which, right. ironically enough, is more inclusive than gamers because they now include closed captioning for hard of hearing people. <laughs> no one needs that. Come on. In Astrich's moans. No, you have. To, I want to see. The, I want to see the caption for vigorous slurping. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! No, but, but seriously, like the whole thing of it is, it's not the end of the world. Just look up porn. You, you heard you like you horny weirdos. And just play Mortal Kombat 11 because it's a good game. Yeah, you weirdos. Won't there be Rule 34 anyways? Oh, of Whatever. course. Of course there is. All right. Um, mine is also Mortal Kombat related. Oh, my God. And I'm just going to touch it? on a <laughs> I just want to touch on a few little details I'm not so happy with. Um, the skin, uh, color variations for you know, various costumes of um, the characters. I don't like seeing, like, a a white Sub-Zero or, I mean, j- just whatever. Are like, you hating on character- more options? Okay. Yes. I'm hating on more options. <laughs> I, the, like, the colors in um, Mortal Kombat are, like, I mean, they go hand-in-hand hand with the the characters, you know, Sub Zero's blue, um, Scorpion's orange, Liu Kang has a red bandana or whatever. It's just like, it's always been that way. It's just a little strange. I'm not too upset about it, but um, oh, sir, you put it in the negative zone. That means you're irate. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking pissed. Okay, <laughs> it's yeah. like EA got a hold yeah. of your Mortal Kombat. 
Oh, yeah, I was man. trying to be calm about it. I was trying to be calm about it. <clears throat> but now, now I'm fucking raging, bro. Like, you want a white scorpion? You want a white scorpion? Have you ever seen a white scorpion in the wild? No, you haven't. Unless it's albino, I guess. <laughs> oh, God. I'm Googling white scorpion right now. <laughs> Uh, next me? topic on that, uh, Ed Boone, you've basically made Rain a meme. I hope you're happy with yourself, Ed Boone. Why don't you just give the people what they want? Uh, I just got a change.org petition to bring the Mortal Kombat 9 style to female characters in Mortal Kombat 11. So what's your problem with Rain exactly? It's, I, it's not that I don't, it's not that I have a problem with Rain. It's I have a problem with Rain not being in the game. Well, um, is is Rain a popular character too? Oh God! Look on Ed Boon's Twitter. <laughs> well, that doesn't Even... mean anything. Twitter's <laughs> Twitter's a bit, uh, shall we say, skewed in requests and things like that. Like I said, it's basically like he even trolls people on his Twitter with Rain. So funny. On on April Fools, he posted something about rain. Oh goodness. Uh, well, then that means he's kind of semi-confirming them, or they're going to be a DLC character. I'm not. I, really I hope sure. just for your sake they come out with a rain character, but it's a totally whitewashed dude who looks exactly like the protagonist from Star Wars game. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That'd be hilarious, actually. I should have put that in the negative zone, how people that, it's just, you know, well, it's not their fault if they're uncultured, but, you know, people that don't watch um, movies or or uh, TV shows and then they're mad at an actor that's cast in a video game, it's like, well, they were cast because they were a good actor. I'm not sure if you wanted to replace them for someone else, but he's, like, big in the nerd culture, too. He's always at the Comic-Cons. It would make sense if he moved on from the failing ship that is DC Comics and jumped into Disney's warm bosom with Star Wars. Um, the warm bosom. The warm bosom of Disney. That could also be a uh, podcast title. Cage, hashtag yeah, Cage oh Boner. Hashtag yeah. warm bosom Disney. Okay. Hashtag not my Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, okay, that'll be Dylan's. <laughs> hashtag where's my rain. Um, oh gosh! So uh, yeah, a lot of hashtags for this. I'm gonna put them in the description. Uh, maybe three people will so use them. <laughs> so if we're hashtags. lucky. Yeah, um, but we're at the end of the show. So thank you guys for listening. You can find us every time that we do this podcast because we don't have a set schedule um and if you uh, on all of your podcast platforms of choice if you don't find us on a podcasting platform uh just just let us know just tweet at us it'll give you a reason to tweet at us except for just being angry um also you can catch our videos going up on youtube now our podcast will be uploaded to YouTube, so we'll try to capture that new demographic. Unfortunately, it won't be anything more than like gameplay video. Uh, I can't really use us video chatting yet because we have to get that all settled and, you know, maybe have a full crew. Uh, also, check us out on Twitter, all social media, at Take the Studios. You can find us individually on social media, myself, at SYCO1316. 
I'm at Hannah Nilsson on everything. I'm anonymous. And he's an anon. Sweet. Thank Ooh. you guys for listening. I'm a hacker. <sighs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs>